Let's go to the book of Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 4 to 10. Because it's fasting and prayer, I want to trust God that we'll get time to pray a bit. Uh, so I'll be going through what God has laid upon my heart with you. Amen. We started this journey with Jeremiah going for a journey. And there is a lot of things that this man has come to realize. Uh, Jeremiah is one of the most profound prophets. His precision and accuracy is one of the most profound ones we've ever experienced among the prophets. His articulation of the intent and the plans of God was so beyond the natural that he's classified as one of the major prophets. He's one that knows how to receive and knows how to deliver properly. Amen. In Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 4 to 10, it says that the word of the Lord came to me saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you and before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Alas, sovereign Lord, I said, I do not know how to speak. I am too young. But the Lord said to me, do not say I am too young. You must go to everyone I send you to and say whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them for I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. Then the Lord reached out his hand and touched my mouth and said to me, I have put my words in your mouth. So today, come on, say today. I appoint you over nations and kingdoms to uproot and to tear down, to destroy and to overthrow, to build and to plant. In Jesus' name, amen. You want to look at the face of your neighbor and say, neighbor, you are born for a purpose. Come on, say, neighbor, you are born for a purpose. I want to take the privilege for those of you worshiping with us for the first time or second time and you've missed the most part of this series. Uh, we started this journey a few weeks ago. We look at the introductory of the purposefulness of God concerning our life. And how purpose plays a major role within the confine of our movement and our dealings and our interaction around our community and society and our planet Earth. I did make a quote before that's because you don't want to walk in the place of abuse. Anything that is abuse, it is a very dangerous thing to interact or to affiliate yourself with. Anybody who is walking in the place of abuse, who have accepted it, it is not right. Say to your neighbor, it is not right. So we look at the benefit or the things we need to do, uh, the essence and the importance of coming to a place of living a life of purposefulness. Hallelujah. So if, tell your neighbor you walk in purpose. In Jesus' name. Last week, I look at how to achieve your purpose. How do I achieve my purpose? Number one, you have to identify it. Number two, you have to understand it. Number three, you have to pursue it with the understanding. Praise the Lord. 
So today I want to measure a bit about the last part that I want to talk to you about. I want to talk about how do I know my purpose? How do I know my world? My purpose. If purpose is very important, then it is mandated that there are things I do I need to do to achieve my purpose, and there are things I need to do to familiarize myself with purpose. Praise the Lord. So today I just want to share with you how to know your purpose. I'm not going to be able to tell you the absoluteness and the totality of how to find your purpose. I'm going to give you a clue. Praise the Lord. Jeremiah got to know his purpose by God speaking to him directly. Hallelujah. So there are times you will be exposed to your purpose by virtue of the circumstances you find in yourself. I was born in, in Ghana and... and you know, Nelson Mandela, even from South Africa. If you look so intensively, you will find out that most of the people who became great in the future or in, our, in, in history, you will find out that some of them were, they were classified as situational leaders. Or there was a circumstance that really prepared them to occupy in a place of responsibility and it became like their purpose. Nelson Mandela fought for the freedom from the apartheid system that now when you look back it will surprise you that maybe he didn't even hear anything he didn't even know anything he didn't even discover his, his purpose but by virtue of this when I share with you you understand by virtue of getting annoying what, what was going on he said no it's enough I'll occupy in the place of purpose so he occupied and right now it looked like he knew what he was doing but there was something that triggers you to walk in your purpose purpose being purposefulness being so purposeful in life is something you must come to and accept and understand. Praise the Lord. Amen. So I want, one of the things that makes it so a bit sad is that when people want to live a reckless life, they say, I don't know my purpose. It is your responsibility to know your purpose. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Most people who have not identified their purpose they cannot exempt the place of abuse. Today you will no more be abused. Neither would you abuse anything in your life. Hallelujah. Amen. I told you that one of the things last week I spoke about when it comes to pursuing your purpose. I just want to start from there. There is an element. I told you that God said to Jeremiah, before you were born, I knew you. He said, I was the one who formed you. And I told you the word form means I shaped you. And I used the example of the guy who used, who liked drawing people in the, in the train. And he's so much skillful. And when he's drawing, he can start with, the, uh, with, your, face, uh, with your facial appearance. And you, when he starts drawing, you not get the head and tail of what he's drawing. But just give him a matter of time. Then before you realize he's drawing some lines somewhere, joining it to another line, then pulling something down. And what, is, what are you doing? By the time he finishes, what he wants to draw is what you are seeing. Isn't it beautiful? So God is saying that I know you before I formed you. But one question I was asking myself is that if you knew Jeremiah before he was born and before he was formed and everything, how come that you have to touch his mouth? So it means that what God has done already in your life, for you to walk in your purpose, you can't do that exclusively without God. 
you have to be able to walk with him because there are things that he has he's working them in process in other words he's working them in phases so you need to keep connected to the source in john chapter 15 he said remain in the vine and i will remain in you and you when i when you remain in me and i remain in you you will bear fruit and when you bear fruit it is your responsibility to make sure that your fruit will what will remain praise the lord so i want you to understand that also one of the things that i look from the text let's have my, let's have uh, i just want to start with this so that those of you who are not here will benefit jeremiah chapter 1 verse 8 and 9 8 and 9. Look on the screen. I didn't say 10. I said 8 and 9, please. He said, do not be what? Afraid of war. Hey. So even though God has really developed and shaped Jeremiah, there is a state he can get to. If he loses consciousness, he will be afraid. Praise the Lord. I thought that when God formed me, it means that nothing by any man, any, any, any system will cause me to be afraid. If God has formed me and he has psychologically formed and shaped me, then the, I shouldn't be afraid of anything because he formed me. He, the Bible said it is him that given unto us both the desire to will and to do. So our decision and everything we do in life, it is him who navigated. He said, the heart of the king is in my hands. I move it the way I want to. So it means that if God has formed me, so how, why would I, why would I come to the state of being afraid? Why? He wants you to know that your reliance and dependency on him is a guarantee to your success. To your divine destiny or purpose. Praise the Lord. So there is nothing wrong with you when you are pursuing your purpose. And sometimes you feel fearful. Anytime you feel fearful, get connected to the source of the purpose. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Let me just go to it. There is something I call the pain of the purpose. There is something associated with purpose that if you are called to be a doctor... There is a prescribed and designated, assigned, what well, in the Greek they call idiosyncratic. It is peculiar. It is particular to you. Anybody who wants to venture to be a doctor, there is a particular pain or challenge you have to go through. Every doctor goes through. If you want to be a lawyer, every lawyer goes through. So if God assigned you to be a husband or a wife or a doctor, if you want to be a lawyer, you must delight in reading. You have to learn about philosophy, psychology. You have to learn about all of that. If you want to be a medical doctor or a nurse, there are things you have to do, chemistry, physics, economics. Do you miss those ones? If you want to work in the bank, there are things you can't miss. You have to do accounting, economics, management, and all of those. There are things that you have to follow. So if God calls you or calls you to be a great person, there are certain things that you can't exempt yourself with. Not even with your fasting and prayer. Praise the Lord. I didn't know. I remember about 12, 15 years, 10 years ago or something. When people in the church began to cause me trouble. Some people left the church and they did this and they did this. So I was looking for people to sympathize with me. 
I remember I went to see one great man of God in Ghana and I sat beside I said, These people is they are going, they are doing that, they are doing that. I said, Ah, are you now starting? Are you now going through this? He said, It is normal. But because you don't know, you think because you are going through some difficulties and challenges, it's a sign that God has not mandated you in this purpose. No, it is not true. Praise the Lord. In the place of being purpose, so there are certain challenges you have to go through. And if you have not yet gone through it, then it means you have not started living your purpose. If you have been assigned to a particular purpose, then you must be ready to endure the pain associated to that purpose. The Bible said that I thought the cross of Jesus was the only cross we are going to carry. But he said... <laughs> I thought it was the only cross he was going to carry. Not knowing, he said, pick, pick your own cross. There is a cross for everybody. Praise the Lord. If there is a cross for everybody, it's a sign and a symbolic that there is a challenge you have to go through. Amen. You will never be able to actualize that purpose until you endure the pain. The Bible said that Jesus had to despise the shame. There are certain greatness in life that you cannot obtain until you despise certain shame. Praise the Lord. I think the only thing that humanly I've seen that it is not able to, but one of the things that shocks me a lot is if somebody wants to blow your mind, if I say this, you will think properly about it. If God wants to surprise you, he will send you some kind of money your account cannot hold. Is there any money somebody has sent to your account because it bounced back and say the account is too small to obtain, you know, just to consume it. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> How can my account be too small? I prophesy upon your life. There is an amount of resources coming into your life that your bank will call you to ask of you. In the name of Jesus. For some of you, when you are even taking money from your account, the bank doesn't even need to know you. But I have come to realize that there are some people, when they have you, you when you are cashing money from your account, you don't need to inform the bank, do you? It is not because you have money, it's because of the size of money you take out of your account. But if you are taking 30,000 pounds to just go for lunch, it's okay, it's laughing. And you want to take that money out from your account. They will tell you to write a letter or speak to the manager. Or you don't know about this. Praise the Lord. Something will happen to your life. I never knew that there are people who sit in the same plane and don't sweat the same way I sweat. You know, poverty is a killer. Poverty is a... I think another name for devil is poverty. Have you, do you remember when this is just a joke there you go. do you remember when, when we, you started life and you were told that first class is like 5,000 or 3,000 and the economy is like 650 pounds and you say ah are we not going to the same place are we not going to get the same I didn't know until, until certain level affected certain dimensions then I got to know that before you even sit in the plane Immediately you sit. Then there's a drink for you. I say, eh? 
there are certain times you wait in the economy, you want to ask, when is the dream coming? <laughs> Hallelujah. Have you ever been to a place where they said, whatever you want, they will provide it for you? For some of us who are in the economy, if you sleep by mistake and the food pass, <laughs> it is irrecoverable. Hey! <laughs> Poverty is a devil. Oh, you've not as well. But if you sit in first class, second class, business class, even if they pass, you can reverse them, rewind them back. I pray that that will be your portion in the name of Jesus. I pray that that will be your portion in the name of Jesus. Uh, you are not happy. When you walk in purpose, resources will locate you. Let me say this last. A lady said to me, you know, she was talking and talking and saying, me, I don't do MOT, I don't do MOT. I said, hey, what do you mean you don't do MOT? How long have you been driving? He said, about five, ten years, you know. I said, what do you mean you don't do MOT? MOT, everybody does MOT. He said, no, 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 I don't do MOT. I said, why? I called her aside. I said, come, come, come. Why don't you do MOT? Are you special? Do you have a special treatment with the government? This country is one of the countries you can't do anything and go free. Like you are the, the prime minister, so you can violate the isolation rule and things ah, they will get you so I said maybe you have a preferential treatment he said no he said that the cars I drive when I buy 2003 I drive the 2003 car by the time 2003 ends into 2004 I change it say God punish my head punish I thought it's everybody who does MOT not knowing if you change your levels constantly and regularly you don't need to do MOT Praise the Lord. God will take us to that level in Jesus' name. He said that I know you and I formed you. But he said to Joshua, he said, Joshua, I want you to be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid of the terror or terrified. It means that when you are pursuing your purpose, there are times you could be terrified. There are times you will feel like giving up. Jesus said, if it be possible, Lord. Let this car pass by me. He was terrified that his sweat glands began to produce blood. That is the level of kind of mindset that he was going through. He's, he was going through a mind depletion. Psychologically, it has been proven that there was a level of trauma and there was a level of torment that was in the mind of Jesus that could cause his sweat glands to produce sweat, to produce blood. So when you want to pursue your purpose, I want to start from pursuing your purpose. I want you to know that there are times that difficulties will come. But he said, he said to Joshua, he said, do not be afraid. I will be with you. Hallelujah. I like it when David was trying to explain some of this important point. And I knew that David was a man after the heart of God. So if there was somebody to experience hardship, it shouldn't be David. God called him a man after my word, my own house. Look at what David said. The Bible said in the book of Psalm 91 verse 1 to 16. Listen to the words carefully. It said that he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I thought that was the safest place to exempt you from all the terrors and the fearfulness of life. But the Bible said, David said, in fact regardless of the fact that you are under the covering and under the shadow of the almighty he said i will say of the lord he is my refuge and my fortress my god in whom will i trust 
It says, surely he will deliver thee from the snail of the fowler. I thought there was nothing to deliver from if I am under the shadow of the Almighty. But regardless whether you are under the, under the shadow of the Almighty, there are certain things that will confront you and from the noisome pestilence. It said that he shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shall thou trust. It said this trust shall be my shield and my butler. Why will I need the shield if I, I am under his shadows? Why? I want you to understand living a purposeful life is a very excruciating life. Praise the Lord. He said, thou shalt not be afraid. Those of you who are afraid, every time you are afraid, I pray that today you will no more be afraid in the name of Jesus. Oh, 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 oh. The kind of fear that will cause you to back out will no more come to your dwelling in the name of Jesus. He said, nor the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor the distraction that awaited at noonday. There are certain distractions that await those who are walking a purposeful life. And those ones, they don't just attack anybody. They only attack those who are living a purposeful life. I pray that you will not become a prey. It's a thousands shall fall at thy side. Age God, wait. So if I am under the shadow of the Almighty, it is not one or two or three. He's talking about thousands. Hey. Tell your neighbor, hey. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. He said that even when they come, only with thy eyes shall thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord which is my refuge, even the most high thy habitation. There shall no evil before thee. This, this evil thing, I like it when somebody says evil. Evil is not good. I pray that evil days will not locate you. In the name of Jesus. It said, they shall, the angels of God will bear thee up in their hands. Lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. You can read the whole of that part. But I pray that you will not lose place in the name of Jesus. If you want to walk in the place of purposefulness, be ready to be rejected. Most of you, you have always been accepted. And because you have always been accepted, you are always walking in a place of comfort. Rejection is part of those who walk in the place of greatness. Elon Musk was telling me, that when he was looking, not, not telling me, I read. Huh. Somebody said, Pastor, do you know William Mas? Yeah, I talk to him on the phone sometimes. <laughs> he, when I was listening to him one time, he said it got to a point where nobody was ready to invest in his company. I think he had an amount of money I've forgotten. I used to do that. He said I had to split it between the spaceship and my, my car production. I had to split it because nobody was willing to invest in my company. They didn't believe in what I was doing. So I have to split my money into two. So that if I lose in one, the other one will gain. But glory. I never, I didn't lose. I didn't lose in any of them. I lost in none of them. Praise the Lord. You must be ready to be rejected. I thought when people reject me, it's a sign that that is not my place. 
until I saw the story of Moses and I discovered that the people you have been sent to can reject you. He said he came to his own and his own received him not. How can this be possible? There are people you can be sent to. If they don't know you have been sent to them, they can reject you. I was listening to, now I will say I'm listening, I was listening to the most rich people in Africa. They said, why don't you support, it was with uh, Don Cote and all those great people. You know, it was like, you know, when you watch, when you watch, um, when you're in a conference online and you watch it, you are in that conference, you know that. So can I say that I was in a conference with all those people? Yeah, and they were talking about why don't you support Africa? Why don't you do things in Africa to support Africans too? Because and you keep on importing people and, and bringing people from India and those places to come and work in your company. I said, you don't know. You don't know. It's not everybody who is in need need help. I said, eh? It's not need. It is not a prerequisite to have. If you are in need, it is not enough to cause you to have. You understand what I say? When you are lacking anything in your life, the deficiency of anything in your life is not a sign that you need it. Or it is, let me, it is not a guarantee that you have it. That's better. So when you are lacking something in your life and you don't rise up to the challenge to overcome it, you become permanent in that situation. Praise the Lord. The Bible said Jesus himself had to go through it. And I want to say this to you. I never knew until I met people who are great, who walk purposefully. I never knew that the path of purposefulness in life can be very lonely. It can be very lonely because we are living in a world where things have been so corrupted that everything you see Look as if it is what it is everywhere. Until one time my son was going, my son went for swimming. And you know, they said, bring your shorts and bring everything. It's a swimming party. So I said, wonderful. I took my son there and everybody was swimming. It's beautiful. My son went into the water. I behold my son. He moved from the first phase to the second phase. Before I arrived, my son was drowning. Or drowning, you know, just it was good. Everybody was floating, but my son was going down. I said, Why? So I saw that my son needed to learn how to swim. I've been in Ramsgate for years, and I thought that because my son can't swim, it means that most people cannot swim. But I went to Ramsgate Leisure Center, and I noticed that whilst my son has been sleeping in the house, there are people who go there to learn how to swim. And I thought everybody doesn't know how to swim. That was the problem of Elijah. He said that I am the only prophet left. And the Lord said that I have thousands who have not bowed yet. Praise the Lord. The first time I missed my flight to Bulgaria is that they called several times. They said flight to 2476 gate is shutting and I, and I was going and I joined a, 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 a group of people who were in the queue and I said to myself all of us cannot be wrong we are too many to be wrong I promise you there will be a time too many will be wrong 
he said many are called but a few are chosen i was in the queue i said we cannot all be wrong i was in the queue then by the time not knowing under the queue under the the covering there when you go in a bit you will notice that there are many gates you have to address so when by the time i got to the gate they said your flight the gate is shut i said what do you mean it's shut but before i went forward a bit and realized the queue i was joining not knowing that queue was going like this and mine was going like that Uh, I think one of one of these is you have to miss your flight and see how it is. When you miss your flight, eh, it's beautiful. I promise you, it's very beautiful. The first person who will know that you have missed your flight, the, the, the flight, the guys who say, come, come, come. Say, say yes, come, 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 come. You hold your bag and you can't go back from where you came from. I've, how many have missed your flight before? Ah, yes. <laughs> My co-partners. When you, when you come from this door, you can't go back and re- run and go back home. They will take you and take you to another, like, they will pass, you will pass here. And you will join, through, you go through so many rooms and you will come out. When you come out, you come out from the arrival door. Yeah. You will come out where you are coming from. Everybody is going that way. You were going like this. But where you come out from, you will be going like this. Then I got there and they said passport i said i've not I'm, i was holding my back if you don't know my situation you would think that i'm among those who are coming back from somewhere and those of you who don't know you will say oh we are all coming from somewhere but you don't know that is why don't judge people by your own thinking you don't know where they are coming from let me just i'll have to preach it. so what happened was that i got there and the people were so sympathetic you, you miss your flight go to go to the deck there so i thought oh you'll find another flight for me to go so i got there and i was told that you've missed your flight number one your money is non-refundable number two number three if you really want to go then the next flight is this they gave me options number one th- this flight that is going seven o- eight, ten o'clock this evening if you want to go tonight you, the flight, the, the airport you are going to land is not the one that is you'll be using. It's another place. Okay? Sofia. So I was going to Sofia, but I, they said I can't go to Sofia. So, is there any comedian in Sofia in London? <laughs> so, I went there and, and they told me, your flight, I, I, had to t- I, had to, I had to pay the flight, you know, when you, when you have the ticket earlier, you get a discount or something, you know. But at that time, it was like double. And the pain of it was I was going to visit one of the guys who used to be in this ministry, Ivan. So Ivan, the journey would take me like four or five hours. And from, from Amsterdam, one of the airports, I forgot it. By five hours, I'll get to Sofia. The same five hours, he would drive from his house to the airport. So when I left, if I'm leaving, he's also leaving. So he knew I'll be getting there and he left. So I had to phone him to go back and tell him that we are changing landing point. So I went back and I went back in the evening and I paid double. Listen, people who sympathize with you in your purpose, let let me say this. There are only two things that you can receive at the place of purposefulness. Listen to this. This It's powerful to to me. It is either you have succeeded 
or you have failed. There is no excuse anywhere. Excuse is not permitted on the part of purposefulness in life. It's not. It's either you have passed or failed. The Bible says that he left talent to the servant and he came back. When he came back, he gave it to them for them to reproduce and multiply it. When he came back, one was unproductive with it. He said, no, there is no excuse. Go to the hellfire. So if you don't know your purpose, it's excuse is not permitted in the environment of purposefulness. I pray that you will discover your purpose. In the name of Jesus. Amen. I can't share all with you. I will just share. I want us to pray. So I'll be going a bit faster, but I will, it will be meaningful. I want to share some of the ways to identify your purpose. I was reading a document by Jill Suti, uh, a psychologist uh, and somebody who is really learned in terms of identifying purpose. Uh, if time permits me, I want us to pray into this topic. So I will just I have about eight here I can share with you. Number one, what can help you to identify your purpose if you have not received the explicit one, the clear one, the God appeared to you and say, hey, you have a call to be a fisherman, like Peter, straightforward, you don't miss it. Hmm? Not all of us will meet Jesus. Not all of us will have God appear to us on the road of, of, of Damascus and say, hey, you preach my word, like Paul. Not all of us. Or some of you. Some of you are waiting to see the bush burning but not consume. We are not going to see some of the us. So we have to use certain things to identify our purpose. Amen. Number one, identify the things you care about. What do you care about? The things you care about will navigate you gradually into your purpose. Hallelujah. What do you care about? Recently there was somebody who 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 who, who have been seeing me holding my tablet? Eh? And he, I don't know that a lot of people don't realize this. People don't realize my tablet is very old. Have you realized it before? Brother James? No, you've not seen it. Oh, you've seen it. And you ignore that purpose of the information. Why was that purpose? Why was that information given to you? It was given to you for what? A purpose. And if you do nothing about it, it means that it would have been better if you didn't receive that information. He said, Pastor, your tablet is very old. I said, I don't see it. Though. He said, I can't see it. The reason why he saw that the tablet is old is that God wanted him to do something about it. And to help me change it. And that person said, Pastor, the one you are looking for, I can't afford it. But I can give you some money to top up. I said, yes, very good. Put your hands together for that one. Amen. So when, what do you care about? There are times you will see that when you see people bleeding, people in pain, children who have been abandoned, there are certain people when they see animals that have been abandoned, they have a special delight. They care so much about them. What do you care about? Praise the Lord. There are certain people, they, they, they don't like seeing things go red. Like for instance, you see this thing here. So far as there is a gap here, I've been really irritated a lot since I've been preaching. I've been irritated severally. So it's a sign that somebody who wants to make sure that people, what, things are put in order. Praise the Lord. There are certain people, what, what do you care about? The things you care about navigate your purpose. Navigate you into your purpose. Hallelujah. What do you care? Jeremiah was somebody who was in the in the was part of the priesthood family in Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 1 the Bible says the word of the Lord uh, the word of Jeremiah the son of 
Ukiah, uh, of the priests that were in, in, in the land of Benjamin, you will realize that he was somebody who cared about the things of God. Therefore, if God will have to talk to somebody, he qualifies. Praise the Lord. The Bible talk about it in Exodus chapter 2, verse 11 to 13. The Bible said that one day after Moses had grown up, he went out to where his own brothers were and watched them at their hard labor. This man was a man who was living a lavish life. He was sleeping and getting up and doing nothing. When you touch his hands, his hands are soft. His hands are soft. It's a man who has not been working on hard, like hard labor. They are not, he sounds, okay, let me try, let me see your hand. Hey, I mean, okay, sorry. Ha. There are people when you touch your hands, you see their hands are hard. It's a sign that they have been working with their hand, cutting things with their hand. You can know somebody who goes to school and somebody who goes to farm by virtue of their palm. Or oh, is it not true? Yes. The man got up and goes everywhere, but one, sometimes when he's supposed to sleep, he will get up and go and look at the Israelites. And say, Israelites, why are you so much in pain? Some people don't even see that the Israelites were in pain. But this man was so concerned about them. The Bible says he saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his own people. Looking his, this way and that and seeing no one, he killed the Egyptians and hid them in the sun. Praise the Lord. The Bible said that he cared for them. What do you care about? For some of you, when you go to the hospital and you see sick people, you want to be there to help them. Check, it's part of your purpose. No wonder those people become medical people. Praise the Lord. So what do you care about? Ask your neighbor, what do you care about? Amen. So number one, the things you care about will navigate you. Praise the Lord. So care about the things that identify things you want. You care about. Amen. Number two, Reflect on what matters most. Reflect on what? What matters most? What matters most to you? Praise the Lord. Sometimes it can be hard to single out one or two things that matters most because your circle of care and concern is far raging. Understanding what you value most helps you to narrow down your purpose in life to something manageable that also truly reasonable with you. Praise the Lord. Reflect on what matters to you. The Bible said in Nehemiah chapter 2 verse 2 to 3. So the king asked me, why does your face look so sad when you are not ill? This, this can be nothing but sadness of heart. I was very much afraid but i said to the king may the king live forever why should my face not look sad when the city where my ancestors are buried lie room and its gate are bent and destroyed by fire jeremiah couldn't nehemiah couldn't sleep he looked around he said i have a purpose of serving the world the king as a cup bearer but this time, I am not able to do that. I have reason and know that at this moment, this is what I should do. The walls that are down must be up. It navigated him into his purpose. I pray that you will know your purpose in the name of Jesus. I said you will know your purpose in the name of Jesus. Even though Nehemiah had the purpose of being a cupbearer, 
The Bible said he navigated himself by descending and finding out and by thinking and reasoning, he knew the purpose of God concerning his life. So don't come into this ministry and say that I don't know my purpose. If you don't know your purpose, what concerns you? Praise the Lord. I remember there was times in this ministry when a group group of members came together. They said, Pastor, we have noticed that you go to work and teach and come back on Saturday and Sunday, work throughout. Sometimes when God reveals something to you by physical means or whatever means and you get to know something, there is a purpose for every information you receive. The members said, no, no, Pastor, we are, we're booking a place for you. That was my, I think, ever since I've been here, I don't go on holiday. I didn't know the benefit of holidays. Anytime I go to where they said, you know, most of the people, they are going on holiday. I said, what is holiday? Oh, no, we, don't, we don't save money for holiday. We save money to do projects. That was poverty talking. Amen. Until one time I went to, we went to one, we were paid and we went to the hotel and we we're relaxing there just for one night. One night. That woman said, I can't do more than, I can't do one week. Some of you, you are waiting to do one week and the one week will not come. He said, one day, just one day, pastor, go and relax with your wife. Praise the Lord. When we went for that night, something changed in our spirit. And we got to understand that going and resting is a very important thing. Praise the Lord. So it is very, very important. Something things will be laid upon your heart. What is God laying upon your heart? Your purpose will be known by the things that are laid upon your heart. Hallelujah. Praise God. I want us to pray. Oh, oh, there are everything you do in life can be na- navigated into a purpose. If you read the book of First John, chapter 3, verse 8, the latter passage, the Son of Man, the Son of God, appears so. Uh, for this purpose, the son, of, the son of God appeared for this purpose, to destroy the works of the devil. Everything Jesus did was navigated. When you narrow it down, it goes to destroying the work of the devil. There is a high multifacetedness of the purpose of God. There is, a more, there is more phases to it. What I mean here is that everything you do, can be pinpointed. Jesus Christ was so loving. The Bible said that he said when he was traveling, he said there was a need that I go through Samaria. Not knowing there was a purpose why he was going to pass there. He was going to meet the Samaritan woman. There are times the Bible said that you must understand that there is a purpose for your life. You are not here by chance. You are not in the UK by chance. You are not in that marriage by chance. But you are there for a purpose. Say I'm there for a purpose. I never knew that. Why? I said, why? Why would Jesus be born in a manger? That one day I was just studying in my study. That how can a man be born in a manger? Then I realized that there was a scripture that qualifies him to be born in a manger. It said he is the lamb of war, of God. How can the lamb be born in a hospital? The lamb is born in a, in, in a manger. Isn't it beautiful? Your assignment is a sign that you carry a destiny. I pray in your name of Jesus that your purpose in life will be unveiled to you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Number three. Recognize your strength and talent. What is your strength? What is your talent? Praise the Lord. I remember when we started the ministry, we had a nice keyboard. I used to be the keyboardist for the church. I was the first keyboardist for the church. I thought you clap. You don't like it. You don't have faith. When I come, there was a button I press on. Then it start, kum, 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 kum. Then there was a keyboard play. 
then I was, we were enjoying it all. There was no problem. Until we got somebody who was musically inclined. Who is now a music director. She came and said, <laughs> the key of the, of the keyboard is different from the key you guys are singing. And you are singing it like it is normal. It is not normal. Praise the Lord. But I didn't care about that. All, all I wanted to do was to find a solution to the problem. We are enjoying the praise and worship. And we were enjoying it. Praise the Lord. Have you ever found out something in your life? When you have done something 10 years ago. And you see it in the future. After 10 years. And you wondered what was I doing? As well as your school pictures. When your trousers was down. <laughs> you don't understand it. You don't. As a teacher I am. Those of you who, who, who school, oh, I want us to pray. Look, the student does something in this country, especially the girls. They have a way of tying their, their skirts. And I promise you, when they grow and see what they were doing in school, they will know that it's one of the most ugly things to do in life. And sometimes they have the burden to tie it with a rope, and the thing is there like this. And they, they are thinking they are the ones in town, sort of. I pray that you will not miss your purpose in the name of Jesus. He said, recognize your strength. What is your strength? What is your talent? Usain Bolt can run. He can do everything. There are things he has specialized in. Praise the Lord. Jeremiah, what can you do? Jeremiah can speak. He can hear the voice of God and speak. The reason why God has given you that strength is for a purpose. Hallelujah. Those of you who can serve in the kitchen and you are not serving in the kitchen. Come on, it's a sign that you don't want to walk in your purpose. Those of you who are talented, you can cook. That's why I like some of the women in this ministry and some of the guys. They said, Pastor, have you tried this one? I said, no, I've not tried it. He said, bring it, to the, bring it on, the, on, the, on the table. We'll try it and make sure. When we used to do all the food uh, being served here, when we do any, any get-together, I go around and I, I try everything to know how everything tastes like. Praise the Lord. So I want to beg of you, what are you good at? There was somebody who was, who was struggling with job. He said, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And the, and the man of God, Mas Moreau, said, come, come, come. What can you do? What have you got in your house? He said, I have a, I have a what do you call it, oven or something there. He said, what can you do with the oven? He said, I can do some few pastries. He said, why don't you start with that one? Start with that one. And by the time this man realized it has become a multi-business for this woman. Why? What can you do? What gift have you got? You can't cook. If you can't cook, can you eat? Some people cannot cook. They can't eat. I'm wondering what they can do. Praise the Lord. Identify your strength. Haven't you discovered that some people can go for eating competition and win and get trophies? You, you can't eat. You can't cook. What can you do? Praise the Lord. Jeremiah was a weeping prophet. He knew how to attract the hand of God. I like it when so much a man called A.W. Tozer wrote, Always remember you cannot carry a cross in company. Though a man were surrounded by a vast crowd, his cross is his alone and his, his carrying of it makes him as a man apart. Listen, your purpose in life cannot be substituted. The Bible said that the purpose of Saul was to become a king. But when he abused that place, God raised another man. I pray that you will not be substituted in the name of Jesus. So I want us to pray.
For the fact that, listen, let me say this. If I even do three, it's okay. Listen, look at me. There are times people will do things before you, it may look very easy. But you don't know how difficult it is for them to prepare. We had a deacon over here, Deaconess Judy. Deaconess Judy used to produce our newsletter. She had a way, every, every month it was different. It was looking beautiful from every month to the other. Then when she passed away, and we were packing the things from her house with myself and one of her best friends, he said, hey, this newsletter, the way Dickness Judy used to stress about it, the way she used to be tired about it, they say, I said, hey, she does all of this about it. I thought she was gifted in this. So even when she forget, I remind her. Not knowing she didn't do it so lightly, but she did it, and every time it came out, it was like her strength. You and in now and then, your strength is not just what you do easily. Your strength is not just what you do or you are able to do easily, but rather what you are able to do in the place of discipline. In the place of discipline. You think Usain Bolt can run? No. It's not. He, when he started running, he was running. When I saw Usain Bolt running the first time, it was like he was running backward. How many have watched when he started running? He was right. He was right. But when he was disciplined, it became his strength. I pray that the place of your greatness, you will be disciplined there in Jesus' name. Number four, to identify your purpose, try volunteering. Sometimes I'm there, I can do it. By the time you realize, it will walk you into your purpose. Volunteer. Finding purpose involves more than just self-reflection. According to Kendall Brook, it's a researcher who directs the Adolescent Moral Development Lab, you know, just it was about trying out new things and seeing how those activities enable you to find your skills to make you become different, make you become meaningful, different in the world. Volunteering in the community or in the church or in any setting focuses you on something, and sometimes you discover your what your interest. Praise the Lord. Miss Aoke will tell you that there are people who were volunteering in the church and now they have become musicians. Now they have become this. They have become sound engineers. Praise the Lord. Number five. Imagine your best possible self. Imagine if all things are equal, what would you want to become? Me, if you change, if you give me everything in this world, I would not change being a man of God. It doesn't matter what you do. I thought you clapped there, you are happy. You are, you are not happy for me. It is not because I don't like money. I like money. But you, I, nothing gives me fulfillment than doing what I'm doing. Praise the Lord. Our best possible self mostly also reveal our true self, which is connected to our divine destiny purpose. Praise the Lord. Jesus was really a good example of this. That not only was he reflecting upon what he could become, but this is what helped people to be productive. Knowing what you must do. Maximizing every time of your life within every moment. Like you get up in the morning and say, what is the best thing I can do today? And you discipline yourself to fulfill it. Jesus is the best example. He said, I must do the work of him who sent me whilst it is day. In John chapter 9 verse 5, verse 5, 4 to 5. He said, I must do the work of him who sent me whilst it is day. Because the night coming when no man can work. Number six, cultivate 
positive emotion like gratitude and and awe. Awe is a feeling of reverential respect mixed with fear and, and wonder. What I'm saying here is that value people. Do be nice to people. It will lead it to your the Bible said that Moses is a typical example. The Bible said that he saw his his wife, you know, you know, fetching water from the well, and he went to help the woman. And by virtue of doing that, he was connected to his purpose. Praise the Lord. Be nice to people. Tell, tell somebody be nice to people. So when, when you are nice to people, you get you walk into your destiny purpose. Number seven. The last, last, last. Let me give you this last one. Number seven, look to the people you admire. Which, which people do you ad- admire? Who do you admire? The people you admire connect you to your purpose. Praise the Lord. Me, if you tell me somebody is dancing there, it may not move me. But if you tell me there is a man of God there prophesying, showing the power of God, I will be there. I never knew I can travel to Manchester to just sit and behold a man. Who carried the unction of God? I drove all the way from here to Manchester. Why? I wanted to sit. Who do you want to sit under? Whose feet do you want to sit under? Praise the Lord. Whose feet do you want to all sit under? The last one I want to talk about is seeking the face of God in prayer and fasting. I want to know you. Who am I? Paul said that I may know you and the power of your resurrection and the fellowship of your spirit, your suffering. Be made conformable unto me. Precious one, if you sit and do nothing about your purpose, excuse, it's not permitted in the place of judgment. Stand on your feet. You have one prayer. You want to pray that everything around me that has lost purpose, God give it purpose. And everything around me that I've not subjected myself to walk within the framework of purposefulness, as I pray today, Lord, give me the grace. Are you ready to pray? One prayer that we go. In the name of Jesus. Mm. Give me the that will cause me cause to me walk in my purpose. In my Give, purpose. Me Give me the strength to walk in my purpose. In my Lift purpose. up your voice in prayer. You want to pray that everything around me may it lead a purposeful life. May my children live a purposeful life. May my finances live a purposeful life. Everything concerning my life let it receive the flavor, the expression of purposefulness. Begin to pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Father, I pray right now. There is somebody here, you have to go back to purpose. Regardless of the pain, it contributed in your life. You know it, but you were fed up with the pain. God told you to put your hand into it. Now you have started, you are back out. You come back out. You have been called to stay in the place of purposefulness. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Father, I just want to thank you for everyone under the sound of my voice. It is my prayer, oh God. That the strength that elevated Jesus from the place of mediocre into a place of greatness. It is my prayer today that let our eyes be open. May we develop and cultivate the habit of walking a purposeful life. I pray, O God, that as we leave this place, may we discover our purpose. May we discover the fullness of our purpose.
in the name of Jesus. I pray today, oh God, let your power take control. Father, we pray today that we will walk in purpose in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray today we will walk in the place of purpose in the name of Jesus. May our children walk in purpose. May our family walk in purpose. May our community walk in purpose. May our schools walk in purpose. May our workplace walk in purpose. We thank you in the name of Jesus. Somebody shout a big amen. Shall we share the grace?